Welcome Choose Love Movement friends. My name is Scarlett Lewis. I'm the founder of the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement. And I am so excited that you joined our podcast today. We have a very special guest, Jonathan Gay, who's the executive director for the Northeast of Playworks. And those of you that are familiar with the Choose Love Movement, you know that this is right up my alley because I always say the two most important things that we do on a daily basis is choosing love as the foundation of all of our choices because we're either choosing from a base of love or fear and the outcomes look vastly different and having a lot of fun. And of course, that have a lot of fun came from an actual message that my six-year-old son left for his older brother shortly before he was murdered at Sandy Hook Elementary School. And so that have a lot of fun is something that we have tried to incorporate into everything that we do. But it turns out there is so much scientific research and neuroscience behind the benefits of having fun and how wonderful that fun is something that we have to do for our health. And uh, so I want to say hello, Jonathan. Hi, Scarlett. Thanks for having me. And, you know, I'm honored to join the podcast with your movement and excited to talk to you about play and why play is such an integral part of a child's education and the impact it can have. Absolutely. And how you can practice social and emotional learning through play. Exactly. We often say at Playworks that play is a form of social emotional learning. So the recess playground at a school is where kids are learning those critical life skills on how to communicate and collaborate and problem solve and really important things for them to develop as youth so that they can be productive, good citizens when they grow up. And it helps reinforce the learning if they have social and emotional learning in schools and helps make it stick. Exactly. So you can take a game like Foursquare, for example, and kids are just confronted with, you know, say the ball lands on the line and all of a sudden they need to choose, okay, are you in, are you out? Kids are confronted with, with having to make a decision. They're confronted with having to, you know, forgive each other. And because of that, through a simple game like Foursquare, kids are reinforcing really some of the positive social emotional skills that they can develop in schools in a fun and interactive way. One of the quotes that you have on your website, I love, it is a quote by Jack Shonkoff, the director of the Center on the Developing Child at Harvard University. And his quote is, play is one of the most important ways in which children learn. Wow. And I think that in our school system, obviously the focus for the last, I don't know, 100 years has been academics. And I think that that is, I don't know, there's been some deleterious effects from that. Do you agree? Yeah, so I think Playworks is a, a national nonprofit and we've been around for the past almost 25 years across the nation. It started in Oakland, California, and now we have operations and offices in about 20 different regions across the nation. 
And we're one of the, the leading nonprofits that are really focused on helping kids to be active and, and be physically moving around, but also building valuable life skills through play. The way we do that as an organization is that we partner with schools, primarily elementary schools, and help them reimagine recess. Um, recess, it's built into every kid's school day. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for kids to have a break, an opportunity for kids to have a release during that very busy school day. It's a time of day where intrinsically they just want to play. And so we are partnering with schools to make sure that recess is a time where every single kid can learn through play. No one's left on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. No one is being excluded or bullied. We're really trying to just reimagine that the role that recess can have in education, because that play is such a valuable way for kids to develop core social emotional skills. And ultimately, those social emotional skills are a critical part of a kid's education. You know, that reminds me, recess for me in elementary school, I went to Sunset Elementary in Mount Prospect, Illinois. And recess for me was actually a terrifying time because... I was bullied by an older boy and he would lock me, I'm using air quotes, in between the basketball uprights. So there were a couple of basketball hoops on concrete in our playing field. And he would like make me stay there the whole recess and told me if I told anybody that he would kill me. And I just remember being terrified and I didn't tell anyone. He lived on the way on my walk home. I had to pass his house. And so I would go way around to a different block so I wouldn't pass his house. I mean, there is something to needing to have help during recess time to make sure that every child's included and that everybody's really having fun. Exactly. Yeah. So I think recess can either be, you know, a kid's favorite part of the school day, but it can also be one of uh, the scariest parts of school day for kids. And I think you could say that same thing about just transitional time during school day. So whether that's on the bus to school or in the cafeteria during lunchtime, um, I have vivid memories of, you know, not having people to sit with at lunch. Yes. And so I think going back to where we started, Scarlett, where, you know, school should be a joyful and happy experience for a child and it should be fun, right? And so I think what Playworks does is we tap into a child's intrinsic desire to play. Every kid wants to play, whether it's they want to play soccer with all their friends or if they want to play in the sandbox or if they want to play a make-believe game, they all have that desire to want to play. So how do you just make sure that every kid at a recess and for some kids that's 100 kids 150 kids at recess have the space and opportunity to do so and that's what playworks is so committed to doing as an organization is just reimagining the role that play has during the school day reimagining um, why recess is an integral part in a child's education oh and i think it's so necessary to have someone like playworks to work with in that capacity And, you know, there's a lot of science behind play and the positive effects on a child's ability to learn. Kids focus on academics more when they're given frequent, brief opportunities for free play. 
do you think most people know that kids that play more have more access to play and unstructured play do better academically or is that our job to make sure that people understand that because with the focus on academics i think if people realized more well one that kids that have access to social and emotional learning do better academically. They get higher grades and test scores, higher attendance, higher graduation rates, but the same is for play. Do you think people know that or, or do we just need to get that word out more? Well, I think we do need to get the word out more. I think for the past hundred years, as you stated, we've viewed education through the lens of academic outcomes. And what we need to do is start to think about what is really the true value of an education to a child, right? And so um, in addition to measuring outcomes around math and reading and writing, which are all very important, we also need to think about the outcomes around a child's ability to problem solve and a child's ability to communicate and a child's ability to be kind. And those are metrics that we in our current system are really tracking, but we have the opportunity now to reimagine a child's education. And I think that's where play does come into the equation. There's more and more states across the United States that are trying to pass legislation that require free play recess for their students. And it's the policymakers and the decision makers that are starting to hear from their constituents, whether that be parents or teachers or principals or superintendents, um, that you know, recess in play has an integral role in those child's education and that they want that as a piece of the puzzle. And so I do think there is a need for the movement to to continue to stress the importance for social emotional learning and also identify the different ways that social emotional learning can happen in schools, right? Curriculum, such as the Choose Love movement, is one piece of the puzzle. But I think when you combine a great curriculum with making sure kids have opportunities to be playing every day and making sure that they're not being taken away for disciplinary reasons or taken away for additional academics, then we will have the opportunity to embed SEL practices into the education reform in the 21st century. I could not agree with you more. I think that social and emotional learning and play go hand in hand and both are equally as important and have to be done together. I totally agree with you, Jonathan. I believe that play is synonymous with connection, which is really exactly what you were saying. And connection is synonymous with love. <laughs> And it's so vital in a child's life. And so you see how they're all together. And I think a lot of the issues that we see in our world are simply lack of connection. So you've got social and emotional learning on one side, but also play. And they both facilitate connection in a similar but different ways, both equally as important. And it is so important that I have to bring up Dr. Stuart Brown who is a play researcher, and he actually wrote an article titled Play Deprivation, a Leading Indicator for Mass Murder. Now, <laughs> I can talk about this since you know my history, um, but I remember when I first heard about this, I heard that he was actually a violence researcher, 
And he was called in to study, I think it was uh, Charles Whitman, who was the University of Texas Tower shooter in the 1960s. And the governor then said, you know, we're going to find out how this happened, why it happened. So researchers started collecting data around Charles Whitman. They tore apart his social biology and then they looked at other mass murderers and they took all this data and they gave it to Dr. Brown, from what I understand. And one of the similarities, one of the few similarities that rose to the top was lack of unstructured play. And that to me was mind blowing and, you know, makes it so important, this conversation that we're having, the fact that he found the common thread, lack of play in childhood he said also that there's a strong link between success and playful activity. So that is Dr. Stuart Brown, who actually went from researching violence to becoming the top play researcher. And is that your understanding as well, Jonathan? Yeah. So I think what we have at Playworks, we have a program called our Junior Coach Program. And so a lot of our schools, we have the older students at the school, the fourth or fifth graders, because we work with primarily elementary schools, we have them serve in leadership roles. We basically teach them how to facilitate games at recess. We teach them how to resolve conflicts that might come up. We teach them how to really focus on inclusion at recess. So if they see a kid standing on the sideline, you actually have a nine or 10 year old that will go over to them and say, hey, how about you come play this with me? We have had such great success with that program. And you see those fourth and fifth graders become the leaders of their school community. So not only are they the leaders of recess, where it's pretty remarkable because you can see these kids when they're given leadership capacity, you can actually see them get group management of 100 students as a young kid, which is a hard feat in itself. But then you see them start to be the problem solvers in the classroom. So when the teacher mm. has a question and there's alternative perspectives, you can often see the junior coaches rise up and try to you know, help come up with a solution to the, the problem. Or if, if kids are arguing in the hallways, um, we teach our junior coaches to use rock, paper, scissors, which is a mm -hmm, simple little fun mm -hmm. game, right? to resolve the conflict and you see that those kids can then promote those skills with their peers. So you see it on the recess yard, but then you see it ripple effect into the school day. And then of course, um, as they grow up as leaders in their community, I, I tell you that anecdote because those junior coaches, we um, assess every year and we see that those kids have a stronger aptitude to developing positive relationships mm -hmm. with both other children, with, with other adults. We also see that those students are some of the strongest problem solvers in elementary schools. You see they're better communicators, they're better collaborators. These are core skills that you, you need to be successful, right? Um, I often say that my current role as executive director for Playworks here in the New England region Yes, I need to know how to do math, to do my budget and do reading to make sure I know how to get my grants out mm -hmm. for, for our funding. But at the same time, it's the relationships that I build that I think help me be so successful. And I would agree that those are the skills that Playworks is able to teach to those junior coaches and that those junior coaches are able then to teach to their peers through the power of play. And so definitely would agree with that, that quote. And uh, I think there's proof and evidence that shows that the kids that are practicing these skills are ultimately more successful in the long term. It's interesting because social and emotional skills, tools, and attitudes 
have to be learned. We're not born with them. We have to learn them. That's why I always say I was 44 years old. The first time I ever heard of social and emotional learning was after Jesse's murder. And I learned these skills and tools as an adult. And here's the other thing. So we have to learn them. It means that some of you adults out there that are listening don't have all of these skills and tools, but you can still learn them. But here's the other thing. If you're thinking, oh, well, I know all this. I mean, I, you know, I have all these skills and tools. Here's the other thing. You can have them in your head, but you literally have to practice them. And so PlayWorks is giving these kids, it's not only teaching them these skills and tools, but giving them opportunities for them to practice. And they're taking them throughout the day. So off recess and into school. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, so I think just so the listeners understand the PlayWorks model. So there's four ways that we support a school. I think the first one is we provide on-site staffing. My first job out of college was I was a PlayWorks coach at a school and I led recess for 600 kids every single day. And so it was my job to run around and get kids into the game. And if I caught a kid being exclusive for whatever reason it might be, to be able to pull them aside. And I had a great relationship with that student because we both could play soccer or we both really loved Foursquare. And so I had built that rapport with that student and we were able to have a conversation about why he might be behaving that way. So to your point, I think as a PlayWorks coach, which is our first way of doing work with schools, you can help reinforce a lot of the SEL skills that you're trying to teach. Um, but as PlayWorks has grown as an organization, you know, we're working with over a million kids this year. Um, we've also provided consultative support. So we're actually going out to schools and working with the staff that are already at schools mm-hmm. that might be at recess um, and giving them tools on, on how do you make that recess experience more positive, both for them as adults, but also for the kids. And I think oftentimes that will include the professional development training that we offer to schools. So that is a, a piece where we often will find that the educators we work with and sometimes even the parent volunteers that we're training, um, they are able to build really strong rapport with the kids through play. Um, you know, just by teaching them when and how to lead kickball in a fun way or, you know, making sure that they all have secret handshakes and high fives as part of their repertoire. Those are skills that are allowing them to have more positive relationships with the youth that they're serving or that they're working with. And now all of a sudden kids are seeing them in a different light. And so our consultative services and our professional development are really valuable in that adults can now be working with kids through a new way. And the the last way we partner with a school would be through online learning. So if for whatever reason we don't have an office near your school, we have a pretty robust online learning platform called PlayWorks University or PlayWorks U that really has bite-sized online courses that give you strategies as an educator to make sure play is a valuable part of your school day. And so it's these four different ways of which we partner with the school that are really helping to reinforce social emotional learning through play and primarily at recess because, you know, no matter what, kids have recess. So how do you make that a critical part? And making sure that people understand how critical it is so that that's not the first thing taken away for punishment. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. So I think, you know, over the past 20 years, uh, the amount of recess time kids have has decreased, whether that's because of more testing, whether that's because of other priorities. But I think ever since I've had kids, I can tell you firsthand, the power of play is so beneficial for the child development, right? First of all, we've talked about it. It's fun. Like you want school to be fun. And so let's make sure that play is a part of that picture Mm -hmm. so that kids want to come, they stay engaged. So Playworks has actually done a random control trial and evaluated our model and kids at Playworks schools felt safe coming to school. Wow. Um, And it's primarily because they had caring adults that played with them and they were like, I get to go play with coach John today. And that made them want to come to school. So we've actually proven to increase attendance in schools through the power of play. So these are great outcomes that kind of start off with just this basic intrinsic desire to that we all know how to do, but embedding it into the school day. I have two friends who run the top school safety organization in the world, safeandsoundschools.org. They do a survey every year in the top education stakeholders. That includes students, educators, parents, administrators, et cetera. And safety is the number one concern out of all of the stakeholders. So what you're saying is really huge. Yeah, I mean, I think the other reason oftentimes that recess is taken away is for disciplinary reasons, right? So if you have a hundred kids out at recess, you want kids to have choice. You want kids to have freedom, right? But as we've been talking about this whole time, kids are learning. They're learning how to build relationships. They're learning how to step up and be a leader. And sometimes that comes out in positive ways Mm -hmm. and sometimes that comes out in negative ways. So I think oftentimes one of the reasons that Playworks partners with the school is because of Mm -hmm. discipline referrals. So they're seeing a lot of discipline referrals from recess or they're seeing a lot of trips to the nurse's office, ironically, whether that's cuts or scratches or whatever it might be from tripping while playing tag. But I think what Playworks has proven is if you can just give a little bit of organization to recess, like make sure that there's multiple choices and activities that kids can choose from, right? So you got tag over in one corner, you have four square on the blacktop, you have a soccer on the field, you have a kickball game, kids have free play area over on the other side. Maybe there's a walking track where kids can just walk and talk. When you create the space where there's six or seven or eight different options and choices, oftentimes what you're going to see is engagement mm-hmm. levels increase dramatically. You know, before Playworks partners with the school, oftentimes you'll see about like 40 to 50% of kids actively engaged in play. But once you create choice and option, you see that number climb to closer to 90% of kids engaged in play. And so already, once you have 90% of kids playing, you're going to see less discipline referrals. You're going to see less kids sitting on the sidelines feeling excluded and another piece of that random control trial that we found was that kids were then actually transitioning back to classroom learning faster so that you know the end of recess back into classroom was going about five to seven minute faster transition just because there was less conflict that was carrying over from recess into the classroom Um, so less need to have to deal with that just because you've made recess a safer place and of course we couldn't have this conversation without talking about COVID-19. And obviously it's changed completely the end of the school year. You were just telling me in your state that kids aren't going back to school. And I'm sure that that's going to be the same with Connecticut. But, you know, we were talking before we started recording and I was saying, I think that this 
is going to make people realize that social and emotional intelligence and play, which go hand in hand, are even more important as kids transition back to school. Whenever that happens, um, they're going to do so with probably a little bit of trepidation and we've been isolated through social distancing. How do you think Playworks can help with that? That's a great question. And I hope everyone is safe and healthy yeah. as we come out of COVID-19. I think play is one of the critical and most important things that we need to reinforce when we get back into school, ideally in the fall of next year. And the reason I say that is right now, I think play is so great for the the social component, right? Making friends and, and learning how to communicate and problem solve and collaborate together. And that's missing yeah. right now for a lot of the students that Playwork serves, right? Um, yes, you can do that with your siblings or some folks that you might still be in contact with. But, you know, when you're at school, there's 20 kids in your class. There's 30 kids in your class. At recess, there's 50, 60, 70 kids. Um, so that social piece, you know, kids are going to need more and more practice on how to interact in social scenarios. And so what better way to do that than through play and through recess? And so I think we need to double down on that when we go back to school. Um, I think on the same level, I think this trauma is impacting kids on different levels, right? And I think that has an emotional toll on children. And so when we go back to school, kids are going to need to really practice their ability to be resilient or their ability to mm -hmm. regulate their emotions. And um, I think play is a really fun and unique way for kids to practice that. And so, you know, I encourage schools to really double down on recess and double down on play-based learning as ways for teachers and educators to help kids learn those skills and help transition back to school. And then you just add in what we've been talking about this whole time is like, we want kids to go back and experience the joy mm. that they might be missing. And so I think play is also kind of the answer to that as well. My hope is that when we go back to school, we are reimagining what school looks like. I know I've used that term a lot in this podcast, but we have a silver lining in this all that when we do have school again, mm -hmm. what does it actually look like for kids? And so... Um, I think Playworks has proven that it has a positive mm -hmm, impact mm -hmm. on the social emotional outcomes for children. It can improve instruction and academic outcomes, and it can also improve the school climate. And that's on top of all the physical benefits that kids moving around, running and being physically active can have. Um, so when we think about it, let's increase the amount of time kids have recess, right? If we can, let's increase the amount of movement breaks we have during the school day. So, you know, rather than jumping from academic to academic, let's add in movement breaks or play breaks um, during those transitions. And then let's also rethink how kids are learning, right? So play-based learning, especially in the elementary ages, is something that is well proven to be a good way for reinforcing academic and social emotional skill development. Let's create more curricula that includes play as a way to teach. And while you're talking, I'm thinking this extends to adults as well, doesn't it? I mean, we need this too, just because we're, we're all human beings and we can all benefit from play. And as Jesse put it, having a lot of fun, for sure, I would agree with you and reimagine with you that we know so much 
about the importance of social and emotional learning and play that address the cause of a lot of the suffering that we see in our kids in school, including things like mental illness, anxiety, depression, suicide, substance abuse, bullying for sure, loneliness, uh, all of these things that we tend to focus on the actual issue and we've seen them grow. And we know that social emotional learning and play address the cause and therefore are the solution. So we know this, it's just doing things in a different way. And I'm really hoping that this pandemic that's literally caused us to stop in our tracks. Well, it's never happened in our lifetime. It's never happened in our parents' lifetime. So we've literally had the ability to pause. So I really hope that we have the courageous leadership that is required to really take a look and to do what is what we know is in the best interests of our kids. And that is social emotional learning and play. Yes, we are seeing it more and more. I mean, let's put it this way. Seven years ago when I got into this because of my personal tragedy and wanting to be part of the solution, a lot of people had never heard of social and emotional learning, including me. And now seven years later, I'm seeing that it's a big buzzword. You see a lot of people entering the industry, trying to capitalize on it. And it's become very crowded, but still less than 10% of schools are doing it in the way that it actually impacts positively the culture of the school. And that is through doing a year-long comprehensive social and emotional learning program that includes play. And so here's a huge opportunity that we have right now. We could be planning the start of school next year to include these two very important basic elements in a child's development that are the basis for their future success, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Exactly. When school starts back up, what I want to see as a parent, what I want to see as an educator, what I want to see as the executive director for Playworks is that every school I go to is greeting and welcoming yes. kids into a safe, healthy, and sustaining school environment where they can thrive, right? So when I drop my daughter off at school in September, I want her to be greeted with a high five or whatever the uh, elbow bump, the new way of greeting kids <laughs> right. in this new right. elbow bump social distance world might look like. I want her to have a smile on her face. I want her to understand that it's okay to be upset, but also have the resources she might need to overcome that and to make sure that the adults in that school have been trained on how to deal with some of the trauma that children are dealing with. So I'm right there with you. I think that we have an opportunity ahead of us. I mean, I come from a family of educators and teachers and I have all the respect in the world for them. And I think they're going to do a great job and they already have done a great job rallying for children for when they do return and making sure that they have what they need to be successful. And um, that just gives me a lot of light and hope towards a playful future. For sure. Educators are our modern day superheroes. And I'm really excited to announce our partnership as well. We are creating an extension program together 
that we're going to be offering on our website, chooselovemovement.org. And it's going to be a taste of what you guys offer. So that is coming by next year, correct, Jonathan? It is, yeah. So we're developing a Choose Love Playworks game guide that will give you all the actual games that align with the four pieces of the Choose Love curriculum. You'll have games that can teach forgiveness and you'll have games that will teach courage and that you can incorporate into your classroom. The game guide will also just have additional resources from Playworks on how can you set up a really safe, inclusive recess. So definitely be on the lookout. I'm excited for our partnership. I'm excited for our collaboration. There's such great alignment. But this extension program is a great first step for when you go back to school in September for you to have play and activities to take to the classroom. Thank you so much. I believe wholeheartedly in what you all are doing and in the mission of Playworks. You guys are an amazing organization. You're fairly large and you've got constituents in almost every state. So there's something for everyone there. And really, I would encourage everyone to go to your website, playworks.org, and take a look at what they have to offer. I highly recommend Playworks. You guys are amazing. Are there any last words of wisdom that you'd like to leave everyone? Well, two things. I think one, if you want more information about Playworks, you can definitely go to our our website. It's www.playworks.org. A lot of our work is open source. You can download our game guide that has 350 games, some as old as 2000 years old on there, some that we've created. We've even created games that have to do with social distancing and teaching kids to keep that six feet radius, but they do it through play and through funds. They learn those skills. So um, definitely go to playworks.org for more resources and be on the lookout for the extension guide coming in the fall. And I think the second thing I just want to say is, you know, thank you, Scarlett, for all that you're doing to bring more kindness and love into our world, especially for the youth that we are both trying to serve. They are the future. I agree. Choosing love is really important and play. Jesse said it best, right? He left that chalkboard message of nurturing, healing, love. And then he left the message for his older brother saying, have a lot of fun. And there you have it. And that's exactly what we've been talking about today. So thank you so much, Jonathan. I really appreciate your time. Playworks.org. And we will return with another wonderful guest. Thank you for choosing love. It's all part of us, but we can all choose love in a lift.